You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so grateful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time watching or listening, we want to say welcome to our podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. For the yeah. last two weeks, we have been sharing um, the podcast from our family conference, As For Me and My House, with our special guest, Priscilla Berrios. And today, we just wanted to take a few minutes to recap, to debrief and reflect on that weekend, to talk about you know the podcast we did, the experience, the conferences, basically just everything that you yeah. know happened that weekend, what we did leading up to it, and all of those things. We hope that you guys had a chance to go back and watch and listen and and check out, you know, the live podcast and even just clips from, you know, the conferences and from the weekend that we posted on our Instagram page. We hope that that definitely encouraged you. And for everybody who was there, yeah. we hope that you, you know, took your notes that you remember and, you know, took some time to reflect and just think about, you know, everything mm -hmm. that we learned that weekend. Yeah. Listen, I mean, the weekend was jam packed. Absolutely. It's Friday, Saturday. Sunday. Right. Um, but for the people that took advantage of that, you know, that's not something we always do. We're yeah. not, you know, back in the day, you were in church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, two times a day and all that stuff or whatever. Now it's not like that. You know, so when opportunities like this arise where, you know, the church or a, a ministry in the church is putting together something with a purpose, you know, it's something that you need to definitely take advantage of. Even when sometimes a topic you think you're a know-it-all about it or maybe like, oh, you know, like we had a mo um, one of our segments had to do with parenting. Yeah. You know, even if you're not a parent, yeah, you should have went. <laughs> or even if you don't have kids at the moment, you still should have gone. And the reality is that even some of those things that were spoken about and that we discussed are things that aren't just related to parenting. Yeah. can be related to any area of your life. Any area of your life, any area of childhood, yeah. whether it is you have nieces and nephews, whether it is you have little cousins, whether it is you have neighbors. You know, so I just, you know, I, I definitely want to start off with that. You know, I'm very grateful for the people that took advantage of this opportunity. I call it like a banquet. You know, there was a three-day, three-course meal that was set up for people, people that took advantage of that and came back for seconds yeah <laughs> you know yay you did what what needed to be done you know yeah. and priscilla was amazing 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 like honestly you know we had her on the pod twice yep. we enjoyed both times we had her on the pod very informative not only in the clinical but also in the spiritual and just in like just everyday gen general life um but to see her operate in person I think was a sight to see Absolutely. to see her go into moments of speaking about something clinically about something practically. And then you see how she would go left and enter spiritually. And then she'd be like, okay, but this is a conference. I got to bring it back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I think it was something that was fantastic, yeah. you know, to see because not everyone has the ability to give a conference mm -hmm. you know you invite a preacher to come preach and then you invite that same preacher hey we need a conference for such and such day they'll preach again instead of doing a conference right um you know but not everybody has the ability to 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 switch hats when yeah. it comes to that and she did a great 
great job. Yeah, I mean, and then when it was time to preach, right? Mm. She oh, put that pastor listen, hat on as listen. well and uh, was able to, you know, maneuver that well yeah. also. So I think it was just overall a great weekend. She was, you know, a great speaker for it. And for it being our first time, yeah, right, yeah, putting yeah. together a live podcast and putting together a weekend like this, um, in this sense right mm-hmm. i think it was great right yeah. um you know one of the things that stood out to me in one of the conferences that she was talking about um it was a lot it was focused on parenting mm-hmm. right a lot of the conference um but like we said a lot of these things could be applied to different areas of your life and yes. one of the things for me that i loved was when she spoke about the method versus the message mm-hmm. right and how a lot of times as parents parents um you know forget that it's not so much you know uh, what you do as parents, but almost how you do it. Yeah. It's not, you know, what you say, but it's how you say it, mm-hmm. you know, and how, you know, either of those things if done incorrectly, right. Can kind of damage the delivery, damage the message. And then yeah. the person receiving it, which is your child, right. Mm-hmm. Ultimately may not receive it at that moment because yes something along the way wasn't right right the whole idea of you know it's not necessarily what you're saying but it's how you're saying it that Mm -hmm. may need to be checked may need to be rethought may need to be you know reorganized and kind of you know delivered in a different way and what i loved about it most of all was the idea that this could be applied to so many different things the idea that your message could be great and your message could be one you know of love and encouragement and it could be you know with the intention of helping someone grow Mm -hmm. but if the method you go about it is incorrect or if the method you go about you know delivering that message is not wise damage can ultimately be done you know yeah definitely and i think i loved hearing that you know the idea of you know lecturing a lot of times is not work right just sitting there and 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 talking to someone and telling them what they're doing wrong and how they're doing it wrong and all those things specifically with parenting right telling a child you know what they did wrong what they should do next time why they're like this why they're and just kind of lecturing all these different things right a lot of times that does not work no and i think that one of the other things which sometimes you know a lot of the information sometimes like oh that's obvious but it's not (laughs) because <laughs> you don't yeah. practice it accordingly yeah. you know and one of those things is the idea that what work with one kid doesn't work may not work with the other you know and yeah. i feel like sometimes as parents you have your first kid and you know you've mastered that you've developed the skills and the tools and how to you know communicate and how to discipline and how to put boundaries with one kid and you think that automatically since it worked with kid number one it's supposed to work with kid number two. There are times that it does, but there are definitely times that it doesn't. Right. Whether it has to do with gender, whether it has to do with personality, whether it just has to do with time. Time. You had yeah. your first kid 10 years ago. A lot of things that's changed, have changed since 10 years ago. The, this new breed of kids is completely different. Um, you know, so sometimes as parents, we have to check ourselves mm-hmm. to understand that, you know what, maybe the tools I'm using, the skill set I'm using, or the, 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 the way or the structure of me doing things is not being effective to this kid. So I need to switch it up. Yeah. You know, because, you know, one of the things that she also said, which kind of put things into perspective, is that you as a parent now or those that will be parents in the next you know, couple of years or whatever, you affect the population in 2050. Mm-hmm. You know, in, t- in 2050, it'll be 27 years from now. In 27 years from now, if you just pop out a baby, he'll be 27. If you have a 10 year old, a 10 year old, he'll be 37. Mm-hmm. You know, so we are in essence molding and putting in to this generation 
values and principles and boundaries and structures that we are expecting them to carry into 2050 when you're in your 50s, when you're in your 60s, when you're in your 70s. And when you put that into perspective, it makes you understand like, oh, snap, the job that I have as a parent is super important because it's going to affect whatever field they decide to go into if they decide to be a teacher if they decide to be a doctor a lawyer politician uh whatever what you instill in your kids will determine what type of person they grow up to be yeah one of the things i love that she discussed she was discussing different parenting styles and different types Mm. of parents and one of the parents that she discussed was um, your know, parenting style was the herd mentality, oh, yes. right? Yeah. The parents who kind of do just what other parents are doing, whether mm. it's on social media, within their family or their circle, they don't really have legit reasons or don't really mm. have, you know, evidence that this works, but because other parents are doing it, because other parents are posting about it, because other parents are going on those type of vacations or doing those activities, they feel the need to do the same and yes. just follow the herd. And once again, it's the idea of, yes, you can talk about the herd mentality, when it comes to parenting but you can talk about the herd mentality when it comes to you as a human or you as a christian right the idea of doing what other people do simply because they are doing it and maybe they have a certain following or they are popular or famous or maybe you think in your eyes they're just completely amazing and you just think like what works for them has to work for me so i'm going to do everything that they do whatever they say i'm going to follow whatever they believe that's what i believe and you almost just begin to follow the herd Mm -hmm. right and when you begin to follow the herd uh you don't necessarily know why you are doing things yeah you don't know why you're doing what you're doing why you believe what you believe and you end up losing yourself Mm -hmm. you end up losing the 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 power Mm -hmm. right of the gospel when you are a believer but also just the power that god has given you as an individual the anointing that god has given you to carry out certain things in your life that maybe other people weren't designed or weren't anointed to carry or execute but you were but you're too busy kind of following other people or, or trying to, you know, follow the steps of others to see what they received and, and see yeah. their breakthrough that you lose out on your blessing. You mm. lose out on what was meant for you. Yeah. So I think this idea of the herd mentality is something that can not only be applied to parenting, but can also be applied to our lives and our mm. everyday lives. Are we simply just going through the motions? Are we simply just going through the routine of being a Christian and coming to church and doing all the things that we're supposed to do because that's what everyone around us is doing yeah are we actually letting it impact and influence us and change us and affect us Mm -hmm. right or are we just doing it like we said a few weeks ago just to check off a box yeah you know and i think it's super important you know there's nothing wrong with the idea of being inspired by what you see other parents do other families do there's nothing wrong with seeing someone enjoy something and be like you know what that'll be really cool for us to try and everything but it's about checking your heart you know you want to make sure that anything you do in life as a parent as a grown person as a young person is because you are doing it for yourself. Yeah. You know, oh, I want to do it because I think it'll bring me joy. I want to do it because I think I'll be useful in that area. I want to do it because I think I'll be a benefit in whatever it is that it, that, that it is. You know, but when you're doing it under the guise and under the perspective that you want to post a picture, you want everybody to see you doing it because you want to feel in the, in the know, in the click, in the whatever, you know, that's where things go left. You know, Priscilla spoke about a lot of different parenting. She spoke about fear-based parenting as well. Well, yeah. she even introduced this book by uh, Tim Kimmel, which is called Grace Based Parenting, um, which was one of the parenting styles that she actually follows. And she also you 
know, encourages people to pick up that book. Go, yeah. you know, find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, wherever. It's called Grace Based Parenting by Tim Kimmel. You know, and it's a book that really focuses on delivering three things to your kids, which is their need for security, the, their need for them to understand their significant and to find their strength, which is the invaluable gift of love purpose and of hope you know and it really bases everything on the parenting style about not being fearful you know we live in a scary world but you also serve a powerful god so there's no reason for you to be you know parenting so scared like um you know about feeling feeding your kids security and authority and love and correction as well because correction is Mm -hmm. important also you know so it, it was really great to you know dive into like different parenting styles that we grew up in that affected us negatively and then us now you know being in the age where you know we we're we're currently parents or you know you're starting parenthood journey or whatever where now you're trying to be like okay that was not nice (laughs) or that wasn't really good or that didn't feel nice for me growing up you know but i also want to keep a balance i also want to make sure that i don't go too far to the other side where i'm just letting my kids do whatever it is that they want to do because i want them to be happy so where's that middle ground and a good place to start with that is grace-based parenting yeah and one of the things i love when she talked about the fear-based parenting she said this phrase and she said i am alert but i am not alarmed yes and it was the idea of there are a lot of things in this world that are going to throw us off right as parents just thinking about the idea of raising a you know a a child in this time in this generation in this world is crazy with all the craziness and chaos that happens each, each and every day right day in and day out but Um, The idea of being alert and not alarmed is a principle that we can take again in other areas of our life. Do we live in anxiety every day because of what's happening around us? Do we choose to live in worry, in a state of panic, in a state of, you know, you know, feeling like something wrong is going to happen because of the times, because of what's happening around us? Or do we choose to confront the issues and the problems head on? Yes, we are living in a time that's very turbulent. Yes, yes, we are living in a time where everyone is anti-God, anti-church, anti-Jesus, right? Yes, we are living in a time where, you know, it seems like people just don't want to follow God, don't want to look at things through a biblical worldview, don't want to have anything to do with us as Christians. Yes, all of those things can be true, but because those things are true does not mean we will live our life in fear every day. We have to interact with our world. We have to engage with our culture. We have to go to work and go to school and you know, go to doctors and and different places, right? Where we are interacting with people every day. Are we going to be anxious? Are we going to be alarmed with the things that we hear? Or are we going to choose to confront everything head on and know that, yes, this is wrong. Yes, we are living in evil times. Yes, we are living in turbulent times. But my hope is in God. Yes, I am raising a child in a time where things are crazy. And what's out there is, you know, just pushing everything that's just against what we believe. But I will not be scared by that. I will not be alarmed by that. Instead, how am I going to make sure that my child grows up knowing the truth? How am I going to make sure that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord? So it's that idea of you can choose to run away from things in your life. You can choose to run away, you know, from the hard times and, 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 you know, just run away from following this path that God has set before you out of fear and out of worry. But you can also choose to stay and fight and you can choose to 
you know, take that road that yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's hard. And yes, it can be alarming, but choose to be alert. Yeah, definitely. Choose to fight back, choose to confront those things head on and not let the enemy kind of gain ground and gain yeah. territory. Because I think that once you begin to fear and once you begin to, you know, become scared and doubt and all those things, the enemy gains more and more territory each mm-hmm. and every time. Yeah. And one of the things about that, you know, switching gears a little bit, but also in the same tract on fear, you know, is the idea of there was we had our portion with the young people yeah. for the conference uh, we even touched on this a little bit on the live podcast as well um but you know there's a stage in, in young people's life where they fall in love <laughs> they meet their significant other and they decide you know what we're gonna get married mm-hmm. um and one of the things that priscilla was very not i, I don't want to say like harped on but was like very like adamant, adamant was about the fact of premarital counseling yeah and also stressing the fact that premarital counseling is not that one little sit down you have with your pastors for like 30 minutes to an hour where he's just asking you are you sure you want to do this <laughs> that's not what premarital counseling is you know she was very specific about certain subjects that you need to talk about and get into the nitty gritty about you know when it comes to finances when it comes into debt you know do you have any college loans do you have any school debt do you have debt because you took out a personal alone for your uncle who needed to fix his driveway you know like these are the conversations that you need to have in reference to your finances things like do you want to live in an apartment or you want to live in a house things like do you want to stay here or are you planning to move to colorado in five years what type of schooling do you want our kids to have yeah what type of schooling do you want our kids do you even want to have kids so how many do you only want two i want 12 you know like these are the conversations uh that people need to have also the idea about setting boundaries not only with you know within each other but is the idea of setting boundaries with your family and friends yeah you know there's we spoke about different dynamics where you have people that have very close families mm-hmm. you know they all grew up together they talk mom all day on the floor mom just walks, just walks in, in. <laughs> yeah like all that stuff or whatever um and if the both of you are okay with that okay even though i still think you should put boundaries um but you know one may not be used to that type of living and that type of upbringing so don't wait for your mom or your mother-in-law to bust into your house you know four times unannounced to then try to set a boundary you know right. you establish that from the beginning because it's even like little things like does she even need a key do you need to give your mother-in-law a key <laughs> if you know that you'll come home from work and she's just there sitting down on your couch watching novelas i don't think she needs mm-hmm. to have the key maybe give it to somebody <laughs> else in case you know because you know we do things like that like we give you know like uh, my mother-in-law she's awesome very respectful so she has a key in case one day we lock ourselves out or something yeah. like that you know you do things like that or whatever but if she was someone who didn't respect boundaries she would not have a key she would maybe have a fake key <laughs> so she wouldn't feel bad <laughs> about that um you know but the idea of setting those boundaries yeah. is super mega important because it helps maintain peace in the house but it also establishes you know i was speaking to someone um about a couple of months ago where they were talking about how they had to like move out of you know their the, they had to remove themselves from the circle they were in because the friends that they had didn't respect them mm-hmm. as a married couple and what i mean by that is is that they love them they grew up with them. Mm-hmm. But the idea of understanding, no, that's my wife. You know, she makes certain decisions or that's my husband. Respect them as my husband, regardless of this, that and the third was something that they couldn't comprehend because they all grew up together as kids. Yeah. So they had to be like, well, we're going to set a boundary, which is we're going to remove ourselves, not from the friendship circle, but maybe from certain things so that they could establish like, hey, 
this is my person this is my person so because this is my person you respect them or unfortunately we're gonna have to kind of separate mm-hmm. from certain things and you know things like that hurt but yeah. one of the things that priscilla kept on repeating in the weekend during the weekend was to lean into the uncomfortability yeah. of things and sometimes those conversations are uncomfortable those boundaries may be uncomfortable but lean into it because that's what's going to bring you peace at the end yeah i mean overall at the end one thing i noticed through everything that she said with the different groups was the idea that communication is key yes everything whether she was talking about parenting and children whether she was talking about church leadership marriage friendships everything came back down and even the questions on friday people were asking questions how do i deal with this how do i deal with that how do i deal with this type of friend or that type of parent or what do you say communication Mm -hmm. is key you have to talk about it and that is the hardest part right talking about it expressing yourself expressing and and identifying the problem right where a lot of times you know we just don't choose to talk about it we choose to just deal with it and move on and that is what makes everything just so much worse so everything that she was saying it would just it would keep coming back to the point of we have to talk it out so i encourage you if you're listening and you're find yourself in a place where you're going through some you know issues in whether it's in parenting with your children or with your spouse or a friend any type of conflict you know have you spoken about it yeah did you communicate your feelings did you communicate what happened and the situation because a lot of times we just bypass that and we try to figure out in other ways and it just doesn't work but overall this weekend was great it was amazing and it was just an opportunity for growth and knowledge so i encourage you if you find yourself in a new season of your life whether it's a new job a new position at your church a new position at your job you know uh, a new season in parenting whatever it is i suggest you choose growth let growth be your goal whether it is you've been in the ministry for five ten years or you've been in the ministry for 35 years right growth should be the goal and growth doesn't always mean numbers growth can just mean knowledge and wealth of wisdom and knowing how to deal with things Mm -hmm. and finding more information and more resources aim to grow and that was one thing that i was encouraged this weekend that you know regardless of how long you've been doing this sometimes you need to sit down and learn Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to sit down and take notes right sometimes you need to sit down and see someone else do it and 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 observe what they did and and hear someone else's story and hear how they got through and hear the steps that works for them and what they encourage you sometimes it's important right to Mm -hmm. sit back and learn and absorb and filter it through what you know is right what you know is true and you know aim to grow at the end and yeah i think you know, that was that was the goal listen it was a lot and we hope that you enjoyed the series you, you know the live yeah. podcast the q a this portion as well and you know as always we just thank you for tuning in you can find us on our social medias on god life culture podcasts on youtube instagram yeah. facebook and check out priscilla if yes. you know you want more information at living abundantly tv right she's on instagram yes. as that and you can check out all her resources her sources her links contact information all those good things yeah so thank you once again for tuning in to this latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.